talking about what you care about. News, relationships, health, finances. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone, Voice America Women's Network, and soon to be on Voice America on Wednesdays. We're switching dates in a couple weeks. Don't forget that, folks. We're going to be on, instead of Wednesdays, instead of Thursdays, we're going to be on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Pacific Time. Okay, today's guest, Jill Brook, editor-at-large at First, I'm going to say First Wives World, firstwivesworld.com. Sarah Palin has brought the challenge of raising a special needs child to the national stage as never before. We all know that. But sadly, one of the biggest challenges facing a family with a special needs child is the health of the marriage. So, Jill Brooke, editor-at-large at First Wives World, has written an editorial, an editorial just about this subject. And she's going to talk. She's, I got her right here this morning. Finally got her. We couldn't get a hold of her at first, but now she's here. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, Jill. I am so grateful that a show like yours exists because everything is social. I mean, it's, it's the micro versus the macro. And more importantly, you know, our home and who's populating it really impacts all of our decisions. And I am so glad that you're caring about these issues that, by the way, affect millions and millions of people. Yeah, I'm so glad we're going to talk about this because before I had read your your editorial, Jill, I have to say I thought about this. I mean, you know, we talk. I mean, this whole thing, Sarah Palin, special needs child. Uh, but one of the things, and I'm a social worker. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it's different for people than different for the ordinary person who has a special needs child in their family than it is for Sarah Palin. I think there's some major differences, and I yes. think you covered some of these differences in your article. But before we even get into that, tell everyone what First Wives World is, because we want to know from where you come. Thank you so much, (laughs) Catherine. All right. First Wives World is a website devoted to divorced women, whether you're contemplating, navigating, or moving on. And unlike previous generations, we realize that divorce is not necessarily an end, but it can be a beginning. And we help people heal and reinvent themselves through smart, self-love, and, of course, a little humor, because you always need a little humor to get through hard times. Right. So I've been through a divorce. I know what you're talking about. So I think it really is a great service. It's like a whole support system online for divorced women. Exactly. It's going to be, it's especially sobering for women who are going through a divorce, who have the potential for going through a divorce if they have a special needs child. So I want to get right into that, though. A special needs child and... uh, Let's talk about that now. I'm referring to now your editorial. Can mar- and you describe your the topic is can marriage survive a special needs child? Well, unfortunately, the statistics are really sobering, and what they say, unfortunately, is that in autism, for instance, which is just really sweeping the country, eight um, percent of all those marriages. I'm sorry. Do you want me to go on another phone since I'm on a cell and um, you know be able to repeat that question? Go ahead, just go on with it, and, and uh, we'll see what happens. Go ahead. We can... Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, here's the reality that people don't realize. I mean, it is so difficult with a special needs child, but, of course, it teaches you many things. It teaches you compassion. It teaches you not to have a fear of vulnerability. 
but it also is incredibly challenging, both economically and emotionally. And the divorce rates, people don't even want to discuss them often in the special needs community, but they really do exist. In autism, for instance, it's as high as 80%. Um, there was just a study that was just done this week that also said that it is that divorce rates just double, you know, with children with ADD. These are realities that we can't ignore anymore. What we have to do is just give families the tools of how to handle it and how to make it better for their families. Well, let's in talk other about words, because statistically, Jill, as you say in your article, uh, 90% of women who are uh, who discover they're carrying a baby with Down syndrome, which was the case of Sarah, Sarah Palin, 90% mm-hmm. of those women decide to terminate the pregnancy. Right. It's actually 90, almost 92. It was 92 or 93%. And, you know, I just felt, you know, well, we can say over 90. Yes, that is absolutely true. And I, this is not about blaming. This is about choice. And the choice is, is that those people made that and said, I don't know if I can handle the stresses. But interestingly enough, because unlike autism, where you don't know, with Down syndromes, you do because of the technology that now exists. So people are making informed choices, and oddly enough, within the Down syndrome community, the divorces aren't quite as high. But also, as a result of them making that choice, they knew that they could manage it, and they knew beforehand. And I think that that's a really important distinction. So, Jill, what are some of the specific problems that a family, a couple, and it really is the whole family. It's not just the couple, as you point out. It's also the children. It's the entire family. What are some of the, the, the issues, the key issues, that uh, families with special needs children face? Because there are some that are very similar, whether it's autism or whether it's Down syndrome. Or, and it, it doesn't really necessarily make a difference because there's some key issues that kind of jump out at okay. us. Okay. Well, let's just talk about the economic issues, all right? Uh, most people I know have had to really press the pause button on their careers and immediately just deal with the daily task of finding medical treatments, physical therapy, and also therapies, because this is a really new frontier to a certain degree because there's just an avalanche of so many problems, where they have to find therapies that specifically work for their child, or as a lot of autistic mothers will also tell me, to find the right cocktail that works for your kid. And that often means making sweeping changes in your household. Secondly, there's also a big issue about guilt. And when I say guilt, I mean, okay, we, it's like a piece of a pie, Catherine, and you're saying, how much time do I devote to one child at the expense of the other? And how do I juggle that? And in the past, when people had special needs children, you know, they tended to veer towards, spend, you know, spending so much of their resources, both emotionally and financially, on the special needs child, and it built resentment with other members of the family. So how do you juggle that? And the beauty of having something like First Wives World and other wonderful um, resources as well for, you know, the special needs community is venting and sharing of information and being able to then assess what's right for you without guilt. And everybody makes different choices. You have the information from other women who are going through this, and so you can not feel guilty. Is that what you're saying? So you can Well, I think that that's a big difference before because I think that, like, for instance, here's a bit, another issue that I think is worth mentioning, and that is that, let's say, for instance, you have a special needs child, all right, and you have a normally developed child. So what do, what do you do about play dates? What do you do about vacations? Now, 
with, when you have a special needs child, and depending on what those needs are, it can be disruptive sometimes because you, your normalcy is knowing how to live with that. But what about like when you go on a vacation or you go on a hotel? Does the other children always have to be faced with that challenge? And I think that now, because people are discussing these issues a lot more honestly, you know, parents are also saying, okay, well, you know what, sometimes we can separate um, family vacations. Maybe I'll just have a vacation with each child separately. Now, I, I, I want to stop on that one because I think that's, that, that's a key issue. And, you know, Jill, I, with certain families, doesn't it, with all these families, doesn't it come down to money and finances? I mean, yes. the psychological part where you can say, okay, we can separate, we can have the baby stay with a babysitter or a nanny or a responsible person, we can take our trip. But, of course, in this economic period that we're in right now, this downturn, what happens? I mean, how do people, I, I think it really is this whole financial uh. issue. Catherine, it is, it's so difficult because I had a, you know, a friend of mine recently just broke down in tears because she knows that she can talk to me. And she says, I don't know what to do. My, my child needs this particular therapy. She has an autistic child. But then they have to decide, well, does that mean that they're going to be eating spaghetti for two weeks? And then you have to really evaluate something that really people don't want to go there, but this is the beauty of your program and what we do, that, you know, we're, we, we don't, we, we want to be honest about what the problems are. And let's say some of the therapies that you're spending $100 on, right, and a physical therapist or, you know, just another type of therapist, speech therapy, for instance, and you're saying, well, what, what are the results of that $100 going to be? Do I spend it on this or do I get groceries? And these are the choices. And then what happens is that the father, usually it's the mother who primarily is the caretaker of special needs children, um, is then having to work two jobs to afford the extra therapies, which means that the relationship frays more because they have less time together. So the mother starts resenting the father and thinking, well, at least you get an escape from this. And the, and the father's saying, but wait a minute, when I come home, I don't want to be completely defined by being a special needs parent, and I want some time alone with you, too. So it, there becomes a real distance between the parents as a result, unless they can be really honest and really create forms for them to express their grief, their challenges, their concerns, and also really work hard in realizing that together, collectively, they can get through it. They can learn really important lessons by having a special needs children about compassion and love. You know, you just said the word get through it, and this always resonates with me. Uh, does anyone really want to just get through their lives? I mean, you want, to ha you want it to be, doesn't everyone want to have the excitement, the joy, the positive, not just muddle through? And maybe that's not what you're saying because... I, no, I no, I said, I, you know what, maybe the word get through is an... It gets through, let me, you know... We can sugarcoat things as much as we want, Catherine, but you know what? There's some days that you're just getting through it. You know, there are mood outbursts. There's, um, you know, all of a sudden, um, you know, you're faced with challenges that you didn't really expect. And some days you are getting through, and other days you're just like, this is your normalcy, and, you know, you see the joys of just your family life. But there are some days when you have a special needs child that you just need to get through. Yeah, and exhaustion comes to mind, my friends. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, just totally exhausted. And I think this is one of the things that bothers me about Sarah Palin, and sort of it seems to me that there's this kind of like, and I use the word whitewashing, she has a special needs child, but she's in a special place also, you know. Being well, yes, well, she's, well, you know what, whether you're privileged or not privileged, it's still, she's still going to face challenges because, uh, you know, it requires more time and effort, and there's, and, you know, 
that is the reality. That is the normalcy. But so many of our women on firstwivesworld.com, when they were talking about Sarah Palin, and they were very grateful that she was going to um, perhaps create more funding for special needs programs and especially therapies. However, every one of them said the same thing, Catherine. You want to know what it was? What? It was that, okay, Trig right now is a baby. Let her talk to me in four years from now. Because when, you know, especially when children are very, very young, you don't see necessarily how it impacts your life. That usually comes later. That's so true. If babies are babies. If you take, you babies know, are babies. Yeah. And babies. you don't really see the differences, and you, you, you're not necessarily digesting it all and realizing what it means for your life. Yeah, because what happens is you know, when it's when you, the baby becomes two years old and the baby's not walking and talking and doing all those kinds of things that, quote, normal kids do. So developmentally, there, there's all those issues. So, all right, so go to some But also, not only developmentally, it means that just for their daily maintenance, you have to think about feeding um, educating, and then also, which is a really, really big concern for so many of these families, what happens when I'm not there? You have to plan for their long-term care, and that is really the, one of the biggest issues that keeps so many of these families up at night. Joe, what about you talk about in your article, which I think this is a key, really a key point that you make, you talk about each family, each, each individual family has to find their own rhythm. What do you mean by that? Their own rhythm in the normalcy and how they juggle and balance it all. All right, look at life as like, look at your day as a pie and how many minutes and hours are you going to devote to each issue that you have to juggle. And you have to give yourself permission to know that you are doing the best you can and to reward yourself. There's no such thing as perfection. You will do the best that you can and some days will be more perfect than others. So the issue of compartmentalizing is really important. Yes, and that was the word I used. I think that any family who juggles a special needs child in their reality has to learn the art of compartmentalization and to give themselves permission to do that. You have to compartmentalize because otherwise you're going to be totally defined by that and life is full of many things. And the opposite of compartmentalize, I don't know if it's the opposite, but in line of what we're talking about is kind of mm-hmm. being, and maybe you've used this word already, Jill, but being consumed. You, can't, you know, if you're consumed by all of the stuff that you have to deal with when dealing with a special needs child, you're not going to, it's not going to be good for the child, your special needs child, or the rest of the family, or your marriage and your relationship. So compartmentalizing and doing that without guilt. Right, you, right. compartmentalizing without guilt, Catherine, you nailed it. That's exactly what I said in this piece, and it's essential. And it's essential to just, you know, squeeze the joy out of life, and, you know, and you can. Can we talk about, because I think this is important, if you, if you have... And I think the word consumed, is, you know, is so um, apt, what you just said, but, but I just want to qualify you know, you're, I'm consumed by having a normally developed child. You know, we're consumed by life, especially all of us who are mothers who are juggling work and family and community issues. So I think the, we're all consumed by many things. I think a special needs family, unfortunately, has more challenges because they are consumed, but they also are stressed financially and emotionally far more than a family, let's say, with normally developed children. However, it doesn't mean the joys are not there. And I just want to reiterate that you learn different things from your experience. And when you have heightened compassion, 
I think that you enjoy life more fully. Thanks so much. It's been great. Lots of. I want to just mention the website. I, I, I think I'm out of time, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. Jill Brook, editor at large, First Wives World. Go to their website, firstwivesworld.com. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we're able to discuss this. Terrific. We'll be back. I'm Catherine Sotcher, social worker with a microphone, Voice America, Women's Network. We talk with you, not at you. We're Voice America, Women's Radio Network, the new face of talk radio. I have three children, and I've been raising my 16-year-old sister. Mary Gallagher and her family shared a two-bedroom apartment with eight people. Now Habitat for Humanity is helping her build a simple, decent, affordable home of her own. When we first found out that we were getting a Habitat home, it was like a dream. I kept saying, don't anybody wake me up. Not only is Mary helping build her own home, she'll buy it with a no-profit, zero-interest mortgage to keep it affordable. Habitat came out and built my home, and when Mary started building her house, I wanted to come out and give a hand. We're not just building Mary's house, we're building a neighborhood. There's several more to be built this year, and I look forward to working on each of their houses and seeing the joy of their face when they open the door to their brighter future. Habitat for Humanity. Building homes, changing lives. Support the work in your community. Visit Habitat.org. I feel very blessed. God has answered all of my prayers. We are home. Ladies, are you looking for a place where you can talk candidly about anything and everything? Well, here it is. Timeless Women Speak on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll talk about sexuality, age-proofing your career, finding your passion and purpose, keeping your brain power, keeping your marriage fresh, dating for grown-ups, plastic surgery, surviving our beauty culture, and much more. Tune in Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific to Timeless Women Speak with Dr. Nancy O'Reilly on the Voice America Women's channel dad can i ask you something sure what's up um there's this girl i kind of like well if there's one thing i know it's women really well they didn't call me velvet for nothing i don't get it smooth i was smooth oh anyway it's easy you just got to impress her show her how strong you are okay but how just i don't know pick up a lot of heavy things around her like what i don't know desks chairs people grunt if you have to grunt yeah be like try it Uh, 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 see there you go and you should dress up start wearing a shirt and tie i'll look like a dork no you'll look successful okay and finally you can start using my cologne the ladies love it so don't be shy splash it on thanks dad you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent when you adopt a child from foster care just being there makes all the difference to find out how you can adopt please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005 A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. 
Radio that talks with you, not at you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back to The Catherine Zox Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox. It's Voice America Women's Network with Lauren Beller. Lauren hasn't showed up yet, but she'll be here in a few minutes. But just remember that Lauren and I are going to be going to Voice America, not Voice America Women's Network, folks, but Voice America, the flagship ship station. We have been promoted, I guess, I hope. Anyway, it's going to be on Wednesdays. Uh, you know, the, our show is on Thursdays, obviously, at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. But we're going to Wednesdays at the same time, which is 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 Pacific, but it is on Wednesdays. So don't forget, because I don't want you to miss it. But we, if you... If you're just tuning in, uh, and I hope you're not, because we had a, a great first uh, seg of the show, Jill Brooke, editor-at-large from First Wives World, uh, talked to us about um, can marriage survive a special needs child, and she's written an, an, an amazing editorial, which you can go onto their website, firstwivesworld.com, to read the entire editorial, but because uh, Sarah Palin... Uh, Governor of Alaska has a special needs child. This has all come to the forefront. So one of the issues is, you know, how do parents deal with special needs child? And will Sarah Palin will have more? Will she or will she not have more empathy for parents with special needs children? And uh, there are some very specific psychological, financial, social, physical, family issues that need to be addressed. So I just want to, you know, coming back after talking to Jill Brooke, I want to. Uh, talk to you about some of the responses from guests on firstwivesworld.com because there were different responses from moms with special needs children. Um, Special needs children, can Sarah Palin hold on to her marriage? Because that's a big issue with special needs children. Parents devote, usually it's the mother taking care of the special needs child because there's a lot that they have to do. Often the mother uh, has to uh, not work outside of the home and devote herself primarily to taking care of that child. Um, and so there are lots of issues in terms of the marriage. Fathers feel left out. They feel like that mother sometimes doesn't have the time or the energy to spend with their partner. And mother feels like, well, the father is out working. He doesn't have to deal with all of the, the, the stuff that accompanies taking care of the child, uh, hospital, hospitalization, reha- you know, rehabilitation programs, whatever the programs are. So here's a response for one of the uh, uh, guests on First Wives World who uh, was to the editorial from Jill Brooke. Special needs children, can Sarah Palin hold on to her marriage? What, what, you know, uh, and this is a response from one of the listeners, one of the readers. I know from experience that a household with a special needs child is very challenging. My brother was a special needs child. It put a lot of stress on our family, and my parents divorced shortly after his passing. My heart goes out to parents that have children with these issues, and I know it is hard to hold a marriage together. Right now, Palin is seeing Trig as a baby, and most babies, and this is what Jill Brooke brought up, uh, act pretty much the same. But as Trig gets older, there will be many issues to deal with, which are a full-time job in and out of, in and of themselves. There may come a time when Palin or her husband will have to make a decision of which will stop working in order to take care of Trig, and following that will be feelings of resentment from both sides. That's one of the issues. 
They are in for a roller coaster ride, and I, for one, don't want that spilling over into the White House. We already have seen that. Palin makes decisions based on emotion, and this would be one more emotional volcano waiting to happen. Okay, that's one response. Uh, do we have Lauren on? Hey, Catherine, of course, I'm back. You came back. <laughs> you know, I, Lauren, I have to say I've had a difficult time this, this show. because First, my guest, and now you. No, you're here. Okay. Uh, oh, your guest didn't show? No, she did. It was great. And it was, oh, good. Okay, good. It was uh, Jill Brooke from First Wives World. Yes. FirstWivesWorld.com. We were talking about special needs kids. Uh-huh. And, you know, because obviously Sarah Palin is, uh, yeah. is a big issue with her. And uh, we talked about it in terms of Sarah Palin, but also in terms of just ordinary folks like us who have to deal with a special needs child. So, and it's, it's a big issue. So, how are you doing, my dear? We have somebody coming up that, uh, in this is going to talk to us. They're actually, they'll probably be on in a few minutes. We'll see. No one's showing up today. <laughs> but who cares, right? You and I can talk. Um, Hope Page Designs. This is uh, a jewelry maker who does special kinds of jewelry uh, where they, they make money on the jewelry, but it's called Fashionable Awareness Jewelry. That's a hard word to pronounce. Fashionable Awareness Jewelry. Yeah, so they make those jewelry. They make pieces that uh, bring in money for special causes, like breast cancer awareness. Mm, I make, see. Yeah, Make-A-Wish Foundation, all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Guess what I'm doing tomorrow? I'm getting on the phones, moveon.org. Going to somebody's house, you have to bring some food. Of course, I'll buy that at the grocery store. I'm not going to make anything, but bring your cell phone, bring your food, and get on the phones for Barack Obama. I'm so proud of you. Aren't you? Am I? uh, Over the top? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes, but thank God. So... It's a good thing, right? It's so get really over good, and yeah. I feel a little schlocky over here. I got to be honest with you that I'm not spending my weekends and my afternoons doing that. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You only have a two-year-old, so I have a two-year-old and moving and lots of going on. But I want to say that I, I'm really talking to people about it. I talk everywhere I go. I talk about it, and I just I want to have the issues out there. And you know, I've shared, I've mass mailed my email database to let people know where I stand, and I, people don't like it. They don't like your emails. They don't like. They don't well, like. Why? You because you're friends with Republicans, or what? Or <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know, I walk around my neighborhood and I see, you know, Obama signs and I see McCain signs, and I'm just shocked. You know, you never know until they do that. Who's for who? I know, and I couldn't decide whether or not this is an issue for me because I have kind of a privacy issue, which sounds stupid because I'm do, I do radio shows and people hear what I have to say, all my personal stuff around the world on Voice America, but I. I see my neighbors, the, my neighborhood is mostly Obama neighborhood, because that's the only neighborhood they would let me move into. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Well, it's true. So I haven't seen too many, McKay, uh, McKay, I keep calling it McPalin. McPalin, yeah, that one cracks me up. Uh, McCain signs, Lauren, but I thought, should I put a sign on my lawn? And I keep thinking, I don't know, is that, I should, but do you have one on your lawn? I do not, but let me tell you two stories. One is, it depends on where you go, where what you see. So I have spoke to a client yesterday in Florida. They have not seen an Obama sign yet. Interesting, huh? In Florida? Yeah, in Florida. Now listen to this. But My, where in Florida were they? They're south, south Florida, like way down at the bottom. I can't remember what town they're in. But that's scary to me. I'm thinking, you haven't seen one. Now, me in Texas, I see them. I see a lot of them. So... Interesting. And now I have to tell you another story. Um, my father, who lives in New York, is also close to you, 
put an Obama sign on his lawn, and he doesn't have a lawn, but the bottom of his driveway, and it was taken, so he put another one up. It was taken, so he put a third one up. This last one was taken, um, was a big one, and it had screws in it. Someone took the screws out and replaced it with a dead raccoon. That's a, a lot of wacky stuff, and this was, um, I've heard a couple stories like this. So it is, it's getting, it's getting heated here at the last week. It, yeah, you know what? It is getting heated, and I guess they're afraid. I mean, Obama people don't have to do that, or I haven't heard those stories about taking down McCain signs. Maybe they don't have; they're not as concerned. Maybe that, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a good sign because they're getting scared. I, I mean, that could be one of it. I just thought Barry, my boyfriend, was reading to me today because I don't have any electricity in my house. I have to tell you. Well, um, you're out of electricity. Out of electricity. I'm doing my show now from um, at my boyfriend's house. <laughs> with his equipment, my equipment, and of course, uh, but anyway, I'm doing fine. No, I don't wow. know what happened. Because you fell on the snow. wires. You have snow? Like, what? You have snow? We had snow last night. Uh, this is uh, this is New York, folks. This is, we're, we're in Albany, New York. So we had snow, we had rain, we had wind. My roof was leaking, but the show must go on. It's good for you. Yeah, great time. We're going to have to take a short break, and then I have another little story to tell you after the break, Lauren. You're listening to Catherine Socks with Lauren Deller on Voice America Women's Network, so to be on Voice America. I'm your social worker with a microphone. Back in a minute, folks. Talk radio that informs, entertains, and enlightens you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh, uh, uh, There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Wake up and Jack LaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how, three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Over there? Over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water... 
No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at pornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Mom, my tooth fell out. The coach says I can play shortstop. I get to be a deciduous tree. You live for the firsts in your child's life. But how do you cope with the firsts that come after your child is diagnosed with cancer? CureSearch.org connects you to the doctors and scientists whose collaborative research has turned childhood cancer from a nearly incurable disease to one with an overall cure rate of 78%. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. For the most current and up-to-date information and options in childbearing, family health, and parenting, tune in to Celeste Ranese's Timely Topics in Childbirth, broadcasting every Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you don't know your options, you don't have any. We don't beat you over the head with our opinion, and we listen to yours. The new face of talk radio, Voice America Women's Radio Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Welcome back to the Catherine Zox Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller. Lauren, say hi. Hello. <laughs> My co-host. And you're listening to Voice America Women's Network. Uh, soon you'll be listening to us on Voice America, which is going to be on Wednesdays instead of Thursdays. Same time, folks. Same time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Pacific Time. Catherine Zox, Lauren Beller, Voice America Women's Network right now. And I'm your social worker with a microphone. And as promised, Lauren, I told you we were going to have one of the ladies uh, from, this is really an interesting company, Hope Page Designs, and uh, one of the co-owners, it's Lisa Page Hoback. Am I pronouncing that right, Lisa? Hobiak, but that Hobiak. was close. Well, okay, because I'm just going to call you Lisa anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Hope Page Design, a very interesting uh, jewelry company, and you're out of West Con Hoken. Hawken. Hawken. Pennsylvania, one of those swing states. Perfect to have you on the show today. We could just talk politics, but I promise you we won't. (laughs) I was listening to your show earlier, and I heard all that going on. Okay. (laughs) We're not going to ask you anything. You don't have to say. If you want to, you can. Um, But anyway, okay, so talk to us about this business, because Hope Page Designs, Lauren and I both like jewelry, and we are well-dressed, founded in 2003, and has grown to become one of the leading designers of fashionable awareness jewelry, hard word to pronounce, and contemporary medical emergency bracelets. So what is awareness jewelry? Well, awareness jewelry is, I think, on the wave of the Lance Armstrong, you know, the rubber band. Um, I think just after that it really, really took off where most um, charities have symbols and awareness. Every, I think every um, different kind of cancer has a different color that represents um, the specific kind of cancer, like blue for ovarian cancer, pink for breast cancer, um, and it's just taken off. And, and a lot of corporations are now also um, partnering with these um, charities and um, giving portions of proceeds, and so everyone's becoming aware of how important it is to be civically minded like that. 
So you've decided instead of these rubber bracelets, you're you're doing real jewelry. We do. Yeah, because I see people silver. with like four or five of those rubber blades. I'm not. I know the pink ones for breast cancer, but then some of them. What yellow is the like Lance Armstrong? Is it Lauren? Do you know? Um, so you, but instead of just the rubber, you now yours is real jewelry. I mean, it gold is. jewelry. We make charms out of silver, or you know, or plated with enamel, and put the charms on different um, sterling bracelets, and um, so they're good for volunteer gifts and. Um, they sell them at different charity functions to raise money and awareness. So how does that work financially in terms of the business? How much money, like certain amount, like you, you design, a, let's say, a piece or a bracelet for, and I know you do Ronald McDonald House Charities, right. then you sell it and they get a percentage of the proceeds, or how does that work? Yes, we give a percentage of the proceeds back to each charity. to each. Like So if the Ronald McDonald House in New Mexico you know, wants to order... 5,000 bracelets, then we'll um, make up the bracelets for them with the, the it's like a child, it's like a house with these children holding hands. Um, the charm is their logo, and we'll put that on there, and sometimes we'll engrave their house chapter name, um, and other times they just want it, you know, plain, and, and then we'll send it off, and a portion of all the proceeds go back to that house, go back to Ronald McDonald House Charity, so... What a great idea. Now, what win, was the back, what, Lisa, what was the background, I mean, for the two of you in terms of doing it? You just, you had a jewelry store or... Um, no, we're just really good friends. Our kids went to school together, and um, Shelly actually took, Shelly Fisher took a um, jewelry-making class, and she said, oh, Lisa, it's really fun. You should try it. And so um, we, she, we started making jewelry just as a hobby. And then my mother had breast cancer, and we made up this bracelet for her, and some of our friends liked it, and so we made up more, and, and then it just evolved from there. That's a great story. I mean, you two, and you also must, both of you together, I mean, besides being friends and your mother and, uh, I mean, it's a tribute to her, but you must be really good businesswomen at the same time as this thing takes off. <laughs> well, we didn't know we were, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where when you love what you're doing and you're passionate about, we have a lot of, we try to stay involved in, in children's charities and that's close to our heart we both have children and um and it's just helping people and giving back to the community and so when you're passionate like that when you love what you're doing i think you can you can learn yeah but not everybody i mean some people are very passionate and they want to do something but somehow they're they can't do it and they try to do it in the business but it doesn't work out but you two have obviously both but and you didn't realize what a good business person you were i guess you say until you actually started doing it um, your company, as I understand it, is the originator of the Cure Diabetes Child Charm. Right. Um, so you really are directly involved with a lot of these children's programs. What do you do with the uh, Diabetes Child char- Child Charm? Well, when we first started out, um, ju- we were approached by Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, and they they had a gray... Um, ribbon with a red dot at the top which symbolized blood for for diabetes and it it didn't really distinguish between adult and and childhood diabetes but they said you know this is what we have and we thought we wanted to make it happier we wanted to make it brighter and not like a but that blood just seemed so bleak and dark and so um we made up this ribbon that and turned it into it we put a band across the ribbon and turned it looked like a child and and then it, so it's like a rainbow, and we just wanted to make it more um, 
Well, more positive, not it sounds like, uh, uh, hope. You want... Right. Well, Shelly's middle name is Hope, and my middle name is Paige, so sort of also play on words, so it worked out. That's Hope Page Designs. All right, now, this, you know, we have a few minutes left. Tell us about this uh, Hershey Fun line of jewelry, because, you know, Chris, I mean, all the holidays are coming up, and everybody's always right. looking for something unique to give right. to their whoever, oh, partner, girlfriend, right. even, uh, actually, even men. You do jewelry for men, right? We do, like cufflinks. Um, and we, but we've evolved into this, and it's taken off, and it's been such a fun thing to do with we're the licensed jewelry makers for Hershey, and they also are, uh, they're attached to breast cancer, so we've made a small Hershey Kiss charm with a breast cancer ribbon on it. We also have one with a red heart and a birthday kiss and a he-she kiss for a girl or a boy, or you can give it for teacher appreciation gifts, and it, this slogan is a kiss that lasts forever. So, um, and it's been a lot of fun, and, and I think it's going to really take off. How do you two... What do you sit down and, and do, you, do you have like these think tank kinds of situations? What can you come up with next? You know, new ideas for your jewelry? We do, and we just sort of start with one sentence and then we just keep going back and forth. And um, we have a, we've hired someone else um, to work in our office with us, and she also is um, in on that think tank. And so we just bounce ideas off each other and then, and then it just goes from there. So you can go to HopePage.com, is that right? right? HopePage.com. And that's where you can actually buy the jewelry online? You can. And if, or and there's contact information on there for other charities if they wanted to get in touch with us to do some development work if they wanted. We start with just an idea, and, we, and then we turn it over into the product, which is also fun because we really have, um, it, it's a lot of creativity involved in so, and there's contact information there, the phone number and our address that they can get in touch with us if anyone wants to um, talk something over. Hope Page Designs, folks. Hope Page Designs, but you can go to hopepage.com, fashionable awareness jewelry. So I, I think you've solved the holiday problems for all our listeners. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Lisa, because, boy, I mean, well, first of all, women always like jewelry. Right. And then if you're buying this jewelry and then if money's going to a good cause, I mean, right. it's a win-win situation for everybody. That's how we feel, too. And it's, yeah. and, and it's different and, um, you know, it, it really appeals to a, a large population of people as well. It's not just for teenagers or just young we're just old. It's really, it's across the board. Terrific. So. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. And, Thank you. Uh, Thanks yeah, for talking you're good, to me. You're really doing good stuff. Thanks so much, Thank Lisa. You. And I'll mention the website again, Hope Page, P-A-I-G-E, by the way, Hope Page, P-A-I-G-E dot com. And uh, have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank Thanks. you. Nice talking to you both. Nice talking to you, Lauren. We're going to take a short break, as we always do. We'll be back in a few minutes. Voice America Women's Network. Yeah. What did I say? Voice Network. 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 <laughs> I was starting. What am I thinking? Anyway, that Network. <laughs> Catherine Zox and Lauren Beller. We'll be back in a minute. Talking about what you care about. News, relationships, health, finances. Voice America. Women's Radio Network. Time. 
tired of those fad diets and exercise routines that you don't stick with? Want to find a better way to incinerate fat and energize your life without those worthless pills or gimmicks? Then tune in every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific to Fitness Truth with host Zach Hunt and A.J. Roberts. Achieve your weight loss and fitness goals and maintain them for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. That's Fitness Truth, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Did you know your child's asthma attacks can be triggered by things like shower curtains, a blanket, even a teddy bear? I feel like I'm choking. And there are many other things in your home and your child's classroom you may not know about. For the latest information, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Help prevent your child's asthma attacks and avoid the emergency room. Call toll-free 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Or visit www.noattacks.org. I don't want to feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you are male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Monday at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Optimal Wellness. Live life well. Live life long. Live life to the fullest. We talk with you, not at you. We're Voice America, Women's Radio Network, the new face of talk radio. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. They say it's from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote. And then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us this morning. And for some of you, it's really early in the morning, 7 o'clock Pacific time. Fortunately for us on the East Coast, or for me, it's 10 o'clock Eastern Time, and Lauren and I, Lauren Deller, Catherine Sox, Voice America, we're going to, not, we're on Voice America Women's Network now, but we will be on Voice America starting in, I say two weeks, I think it's about two weeks, but you can go to my website, CatherineZox.com, to find out exactly when it is, uh, but we will be on Voice America, and uh, same time, 10 o'clock uh, Eastern and 7 o'clock Pacific Time. Okay, Lauren. Yes, Catherine. I just want to tell you something before we did the jewelry thing, which I think, by the way, isn't that a great thing? I love that idea. I like that that's their niche. It's a really, that's a spectacular niche. They're ladies after your own heart. I they? was having the same I thought. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. They, you know, the two of them, friends. See, I, I don't think I could go into business with my, any of my friends. 
I, I mean, I love them dearly, and I, I, my two best friends live in New Jersey, but it would be like, I don't think it would be a good situation. We wouldn't be friends, so we have to stay away from that. And you have to be careful. I mean, there can be a chemistry, uh, but not necessarily for business. It's they, true. Yeah. I think it's smart not to. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I then you lose the friendship and the business, and everything goes down the tubes. Because like when you lose your business, at least you want a friend. <laughs> so it's if true. You're in business with your friend, you know what it is, Lauren? It's like being in business with your husband. I mean, you know, a lot you, people go into business with their husbands. They think they're going to have a great, you know, they'll be together all the time. Those that very often winds up in divorce. That's kind of like a really not sometimes good territory to get into. It's true. I've been there before, but not oh. with my current husband. <laughs> I've been there before, too, with another husband. <laughs> we never talked about that on the radio no, before. We haven't. Huh? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, we don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> but I will. I mean, I'm not ready yet. You know, you have to get into How many years does it take to get over it? I, oh, I'm over it. I, oh, it took a while to get over it. <laughs> it took, even though I wa- it took a while to get over it, it takes a while for me to like share it with everybody. I see. Okay. Yeah, we know that you have that issue. I have that issue. I don't. I, somehow, I feel like it will be exposing myself. I don't want to expose myself. Um, no one wants to see me. Believe me. But <laughs> uh, I just want to say that before we had our guest on, Lauren. Uh huh. This is a great thing. Uh, this, it, but actually, I am at my now. I'm at my boyfriend's house. I don't have a husband anymore. <laughs> I don't have a business either. <laughs> But I do have a boyfriend, <laughs> and I love him dearly. And anyway, so he was reading me something this morning, and it said that in, I forgot what state, one of those southern states, those other states, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good thing, What they closed down one of the colleges, and I think it's primarily, it started as a school for uh, black uh, college students, I don't know if it still is, closed down the entire school or, or they're go- for, uh, to go out and vote. I read that today, this morning. Isn't that great? Don't you think all the colleges should do that? I do. I think they should all close down, let all those little college students get out there and vote. I think it's really important. I think it is, too. I think it's a statement that voting is an important thing to do in your life. I met my neighbor, and I've known my neighbor since I've lived in my neighborhood for three years now, and we went for a walk the other day, and you know me, so, are you into the election? And she said, nope, never voted in my life. She's 53. Oh, my Excuse me. God. Can, Can you, you believe it? Do you have water? <coughs> Excuse me, I do. Okay. I, I can keep talking if you want to catch your breath. But anyway, well, I'll just reiterate. Lauren walked down the street, talked to one of her neighbors, 53-year-old. I can never, it's uh, inconceivable to me how someone could be 53, 52, whatever you said, and not have voted. Although people tend, if they feel comfortable and they don't feel overwhelmed, either financially or any other way, people who are comfortable tend not to go out and vote. I think it's amazing. Yeah, and... Have you gotten your, are you still uh, ready to? <laughs> I'm better. Because I can keep talking or because I want to hear what she no. had to say, but you may not be ready to tell us No, yet. no, no, I'm, a, I'm still choking, but I'm All right. fine. I, you know, it, that, when she said it to me, I was, I choked too, but even saying it, I took a deep breath and I gagged. Anyway, I'm fine. It's very attractive. I love it. Especially Isn't that beautiful? Eight o'clock in the morning. At least you didn't have to see it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of people, and she's not into it. She's not going to vote. So what did you say to her? Do you feel like you have to, like, enlighten people? See, I always feel like I have to enlighten people. And my boys and my boyfriend, they say, you know, lay off. I mean, no one wants to hear what you have to say all the time. So, Well, I, you know why I didn't? Because I also asked another strategic question around that time, and that is, does your husband vote? And she said yes. And um, 
he's <coughs> already early voted and he was voting Repu- Republican, so I did not want her to vote. So I didn't push the issue. <laughs> Oh, yeah, see, well, you had ulterior motives. Got it. <laughs> so it depends. You know, there's some people that I do want to vote and other people that I don't, you know. You know, they have this voter fraud stuff. I was watching CNN this morning, or this voter, they're really at the polls, make, checking out and making sure that people, I think, well, making sure that people know how to vote correctly, and if they're having problems, people can help them there. Uh, but apparently, and also you can, I think you can email there's a uh, CNN. If you're, there's a uh, special email thing you can do if you if you encountered some kind of a problem at the polls. I saw that. Did you see that? I did, and the, I did not. I've I've early voted already. You cannot do that yet, right? Because you're in New York. But I'm telling you, Texas. It's confusing. If I was like an older person that hadn't used the computers before, it's very confusing. You turn a wheel, and then the thing goes up and down, and you have to be sure it lands on the right name, and it's confusing. Or they also press the touch tone thing, I think, you know, for like you do on a computer, and like if you don't, if you do it a little bit off, like you're doing Barack Obama, and it goes a little bit off at your thumb, it'll come up John McCain, that kind of stuff. And you have to, also with older people, or with any, or people who are maybe shy or reticent, sometimes if that happens and they see they've made a mistake, they don't want to admit it, so they won't say anything, which is kind of scary. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, I think people don't, they don't, it can, I can see how it could, you know, he'd mess it up really easily. Yeah, I can see it. So hopefully people are, be educa- educate yourself, ask questions before you go in, and even ask questions during, well, you're in there if you have to. It's okay. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So people, it, you know, if you're out there and you do make a mistake or you think you made a mistake, then don't worry about it. Be sure to ask somebody because you can rectify the mistake. It's not a problem. Everybody has a problem. Uh, you know, I think that's really important if we can get that word out now, don't you think? I do, and I also think that, you know, going back to the college students and the, um, the school that's letting them off to vote, it's, when I voted, when I, was, I remember voting when I was in college, and it was totally different to vote then than it is now. So even if you're like, you know, 40s or 50s years old and you're not sure how to vote, it's different. Every year, or every state is different, so if you've moved, there's... Ask questions. I didn't know how to do it when I first walked in there. I thought, this is going to be different. I've never done this before. Good point. And you know what? One minute left, Lauren. That's a really good point. So, folks, if you're listening and you're not sure, you can find out beforehand. Go to, these, go to, you know, go to BarackObama.com or, or the other one if you want to <laughs> find out, uh, you know, how to vote. You know, if there's a problem in your state, you know, even find out, I suppose, what, the, what specific kinds of machines they use. Because as you said, they are different. Some of them, the old ones, I think in New York we have, like, those old flip the thing over kind of machines, those old metal, you know what kind of mean? Like you have I know, to, it's the kind that you um, pull, the, pull the lever. Yeah, pull the lever, but you have to flick the little <laughs> metal piece over onto the candidate, then pull the lever. Exactly, lever. yeah. Lever, lever. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in one of those states who can vote early, go out and vote. I think there are 32 states where you can vote early. Some have some stipulations and, uh, you know, you have to make some have a reason for it others you don't but uh but if you can do it get out there vote uh we have to say goodbye it was great speaking to you as always as always uh this was a terrific show we had a good time i hope everybody else had a good time Catherine Zox, lauren beller voice america women's network have a great day and as i said if you can get out and vote go out and vote if you can't be sure you vote uh, on voting day november 4th right absolutely have a great day and we'll talk to you next 
We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversation with Catherine Zox.